Dear founder, as you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. If you like what you're hearing on Dear Founder, please make sure to take out your phone, scroll down, yes, do it now, and leave a five-star rating or a review so that others can benefit from all of the amazing stories here. I would so appreciate it, and I know that those who haven't found us yet will too. Before we start today's episode, I also want to take a minute to say thank you. In just a few short months, this podcast has reached some incredible milestones, namely helping so many of you. From founding, growing, and selling my first company to now helping others do the same with my second, so many of you trust me right here, but also through my classes, one-on-one programs, and my social media platforms. Your belief in me is so appreciated, and now I am so excited to be able to help you grow your own personal brands and companies' communities through content, social media, partnerships, email collaborations, and more. Please click on the show notes. You can fill out the form, grab 30 minutes with me for a quick conversation. I'd love the chance to meet you, learn about your company, and potentially work with you. So recently, I went on this amazing podcast, Make Shit Happen, with Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta. These two women are such incredible forces supporting all women and women in business. And when my podcast aired from them, I got such positive feedback from their community. Honestly, I think I've been on over 75 podcasts before. And out of all of those podcasts, I received the most inquiries from women wanting to work with me to help them to build their communities using my guiding principles from their listeners. I am beyond thrilled to to continue the conversation with Melanie and Katie right here. And as you'll see, their tips for helping to manage the burnout are incredible reminders as to why we all do what we love each and every day. Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta are the two amazing women and moms behind Schick Influencer. Schick Influencer is a company that's committed to providing a one-stop shop to helping you reach your business goals. Schick is for the women, the woman who owns the Etsy shop, who is the real estate agent, the network marketing professional, the boutique owner. If you haven't listened to part one of this conversation on Make Schick Happen, make sure you click the link in the show notes when you're done here. You don't have to listen to them in order. They're both incredible conversations between me, Katie, and Melanie. You'll learn so much from both of them. So for now, come on in and meet Melanie and Katie. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. Today, we have some very special guests. We have Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta, founders of The Chic Influencer. And in my conversation thus far with the two of them, it is very apparent that we are very much on the same page as to what's important for small business owners and mm-hmm. also just in our support and love and um, how we we want to help other small business owners and especially female business owners to succeed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And so I'm so excited that you guys are here. Welcome to Dear Founder. Well, thanks. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here too. Yeah, of course. And so today, what I really want to talk about is obviously you guys have both built businesses and then you built a business around your businesses. So Mm -hmm. I want to obviously get to the the heart of why you did that and what your story is. And I really want to talk to you about how you can build these businesses without burning out. You guys are both moms. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of our listeners are moms. Yeah. And moms across all different stages. You know, I have a lot of young moms listening and I have a lot of moms who have high school and college age kids listening and the burnout is different, right? Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, we are all in the same boat with the balancing act or the, you know, how many plates we have spinning or whatever it is. And I know you guys can shed a lot of light onto that. So let's start with your backstory sure, and share with our audience and our listeners what it is that you do and how and why. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to go first? Yeah. So Melanie and I met actually years ago in college and we always laugh that if people would have seen us then it, it probably wouldn't paint a picture of two professional <laughs> women who, who are designing uh, an incredible life with a lot of business success. We were just 20 somethings who really didn't um, think much about the future. However, uh, we didn't, we lost touch for a good amount of time. And then years later, I actually saw Melanie talking about health and wellness and I didn't Mm -hmm. really understand what she was doing. I certainly didn't understand the business model that she was a part of, but I remember very clearly seeing that as a mom like me, she was, she was really happy. She seemed to Mm -hmm. have this contentment and joy for the work that she was doing. And it's not that I lacked joy. It's just that I didn't see a lot of income growth with the position I was in. I was a, I was a seventh grade reading teacher. I loved my job loved kiddos. They're so quirky and weird and wonderful. And I loved my job, but I was always trying to do more than just get by. So I was taking on student council and I was taking on cross country and I was doing all of these things to just help our family. And it never seemed like it was enough. So joining Melanie in the direct sales space really came from a place of, is there more to life than just getting by? Is there more to life than just maxing out credit cards? Is there more to life than, you know, crossing your fingers at the grocery store and, and hoping that you have enough in the debit account to actually pay for the groceries? And so when I came into the direct sales space, I didn't know what direct sales was. And I I didn't know much aside from the fact that she did make it look like she was enjoying what she was doing and it didn't necessarily look like work. It was work. So if you (laughs) want to talk a little bit about what we've done in direct sales over the past 10 years, I think that's a great segue into it. Yeah. So I myself actually have a background in, I have a master's in special education. I have an undergrad degree in psychology that has served me well over the past 10 years in business. But I left my corporate job in 2011 after having my second son. So my oldest was about two and a half. My youngest was six months old. And I was sort of in this like new mom phase of life where I'm not working in my corporate job, but stay at home mom life really wasn't fitting me very well at mm-hmm. all. And so I had this realization about six months into that process that I, I, I enjoy work. And so I found myself actually in direct sales. Um, I found myself in the health and wellness space working with a company. And I really, I had less than 
you know, hundred friends on Facebook. I didn't have an Instagram account and I started a blog on blogger called committed to getting fit. And I would blog five or six days a week. And that was actually how Katie and I connected was through Facebook and through um, the content that I put out there. And so mm-hmm. over the past 10 years, we have worked together in growing and scaling in direct sales. And what it really has unlocked in both of us was, you know, I have this passion for business strategy for um, for also leadership and inspiring vision and getting people to work towards a shared goal. Mm-hmm. And I built one of the top teams in the company and Katie's really incredibly gifted at storytelling and strategy and marketing. And the more we would train our teams together and we would work together, the more we started to go, I wonder if we could actually start a business helping people outside of direct sales. Cause mm-hmm. we were starting to get people asking us, how did you grow and scale it while mm-hmm. working as a teacher? How did you do it with two small kids at home? And so one, one summer day, we sat on my office floor with big sheets of post-it note paper. And we were like, okay, if this were a business, what would it look like? And we, so we had like community and spouse support and marketing and storytelling. And so we just started to kind of put pen to paper and brainstorm ideas And what was born was, okay, we're going to start with an online community. We're going to actually provide Mm -hmm. monthly training to people who want to know how to grow and scale that online business. And so we launched our company Mm -hmm. in 20 at the 2018 going into 2019. So Mm -hmm. in that December of 2018, we started with one service, which was the community with the Chic Influencer community. And we are now three and a half years in Mm -hmm. to what we do. And it's changed so much, but we find so much joy in helping people with whether it's marketing and strategy, whether it's leadership, whether it's social media um, or private coaching, we're like, loving waking up every day, every day, and just being able to really teach people how to do what we've been able to do. Yeah. Which there's nothing better than waking up happy every day. And I know how that feels. So kudos to you and congratulations because I, you guys saw a need obviously, and you Mm -hmm. capitalized on that need and you're helping people. And we're going to kind of get into how you have stayed healthy yourself and how you have maintained this. But I do want to bring up, you know, something that obviously you know, is important to me too, but you say we started with this online community and I'd love for you to kind of touch upon that online community and how that propelled and fueled the other parts of your business. Yeah. So I think there's two parts to this. The first thing is I think in any space, no matter what type of business you are in, the best way to really think about what your next step is to get really curious about different things and what they feel like and test them out and feel what they they look like. So there are things in our business that that didn't work at all. We were like, I don't like the way this feels or I don't like working with this, this type of contract or I don't necessarily like how this turned out. And a lot of times that curiosity just makes us so much better and so much clearer about who we serve and, and how we serve them. Yeah. So the first part of that is really grasping like what feels good and what doesn't. But also with community, going back to what we did in direct sales, we realized that there was a need for people to surround themselves around other business owners 
who were working towards goals, but needed to have that feel of, I want to do it in a healthy way. And both Melanie and I had struggled with, and we didn't even know it at the time, but we had struggled with burnout. But I think sometimes when you're in the thick of building a business or you're setting these goals for yourself, you don't always know that you're in the process of burning out. You just think that that's sort of normal. You think that that's what you have to do. And what we learned is we learned what the signs were. We learned what the feeling was. And we also learned that one of the most important things is to be surrounded by other people who are willing to almost call you out when they are seeing signs of burnout that you don't even know exist within yourself. So I think the first part is just really getting curious about what your next steps are. So for us, when it came to community, we liked the way certain things felt. And then we said, how can we actually enhance this experience? How can we get better at leading these women in this position? But it was also from a place of understanding and a place of like, I'm maybe one step ahead of you because I have been where you are in the process of building a business. And I want you to see the signs of it as well. What are the signs of burnout? What would you like? How would you, Uh, how do you know? How do you know that you're burning out? Yeah. Well, a a couple of different things. Um, A couple of things that even just that through our experience, you know, you start to wake up in the morning and you are like dragging yourself out of bed. And it's kind of that I can't even get my engine started. There is just, there's no gas left in the tank. And so that would sort of happen to me every year sort of around the holidays. Cause it was like end of sort of that year end push where you're trying to get to your year end goals. And it would kind of be, I have no creativity left. It was 24 seven, just mm-hmm. exhaustion. Um, also just no joy, you know, Usually when you're in your zone of genius, you have got ideas. You're like, oh, I can do, I can do this live and this would be a good training. And you're, you're just like, it's kind of coming natural, but when that stops, you know, you're sort of hit that burnout. Also, it's sick, like feeling physically ill. So getting like colds or sinus infections or flus, right? So that's another thing. Like I started to notice that I was just getting sick every single year, sort of around the holidays. Eye twitch, both Katie and I would get this random eye twitch. And we always know that's Mm -hmm. a sign of like stress is when our eye starts to twitch was another one, Um, you know, I think those are just, and like restlessness, even like restless sleep at night when you're just constantly feeling uneasy, you're not getting sound sleep. You just really know like, okay, something's wrong and I need to, I need to stop. I really need to pay attention to it for sure. For me, it was very internal where it felt like everything was happening around me. Like life was sort of happening around me and I didn't feel like I was necessarily a part of all of the things. It just, It was not just signs of weight gain. I know that that was one, but I also started to notice I was like kind of shelling up a little bit. Like I was just going through the motions of everything. And I just kept putting one foot in front of the other without actually feeling my footsteps. And I think that no matter what the signs are of burnout, You have to kind of say, do I actually feel healthy? Do I feel good? Do I feel excited about the work that I get to do? Or are things starting to feel more um, heavy, I would say almost. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high-quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast. As I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast, Hivecast was everything 
that I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. I so appreciate you guys sharing this, and I'm glad we're talking about this because I know on your podcast, you asked me, you asked me when it was time for me to make a transition and change and you were describing what I was feeling. Mm. Um, and I was burnt out, you know, and I don't, I didn't use that word when we were talking on your podcast, but I was burnt out at Bunk Club. And, um, that was why I decided to make a change. And I've like reawakened from that. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit. Let's change the, the conversation here. And I want you to describe what it means to be a healthy CEO. Yeah. I mean, you are empowering women to be healthy CEOs. So what does that mean? Yeah. Well, okay. So first thing that comes to my mind is I think when I think about just being a healthy, thriving CEO, it doesn't always mean that I'm like bulldozing over all of the goals and all of the accolades. Right. But it's almost as though I feel this healthy push to where I'm achieving I'm setting goals for myself. I feel like my business is thriving, but it's not to that point where I can't breathe, right? So it's sort of that, like I'm setting goals, I'm achieving benchmarks, but I'm really doing it on my own terms. And I have really healthy boundaries. Like I love working. I love being the co-founder of a company, but I also love my family time as well. So when I look at, when I look at Chic Influencer, it's, it's one of the mm. pieces of the whole. I have Chic Influencer. And I feel like when I come to work, I'm making progress. I feel like things are happening. We're achieving success, but I equally walk out the doors of my home office. And I feel like I'm present with my husband and my two boys. And I don't feel like I'm nailing all of them, but at least I walk into that space and I feel good about the way I'm showing up as a mom and as a wife too. And then you look at your health. I look at I making time for myself to actually move my body and to actually fuel my body with good food. I feel like that's incredibly important is movement and sleep and nutrition. And so when I look at healthy CEO, I really look at all of those interconnected pieces and saying like, what, what is the, what is sort of the cadence? And I don't like to say balance because I don't necessarily think I don't like the word balance, you know, to be honest. Yeah. It's kind of like one ball's always up. One's kind of down, but like, does it have a healthy coexistence between them? Yeah. I think for me, it's self-awareness. And so I remember back in, so I, when I was building my direct sales business, I had been diagnosed with cancer. And when I was diagnosed with cancer, I actually built my business um, over 300% that year while I was going through treatment. And I, I even like, even as I was watching your face, you kind of went, wow. And although that sounds incredible, I want you to know that I did it in a very unhealthy way. Instead of dealing with the diagnosis, instead of dealing with 
the actual events and the the prognosis and all of those things, I just bulldozed through. Yeah. I just focused 110% on business and that is all. And it distracted me from the things that were actually happening around me. And so eventually that trauma came back and it basically was like, okay, it's, <laughs> it's a year and a half later. You have to deal with what you went through. And I wanted to avoid that. But what happened was I couldn't avoid it anymore. And then my business started to feel really heavy. I wasn't excited about it. I wasn't in a position where I wanted to see growth. It just felt like I was literally just trying to just push myself through the mud. And what therapy did was it really helped me kind of understand what I was doing with work wasn't necessarily healthy. And so I just want to share that story because one thing that I've incorporated since then is I'm very good about journaling. I'm very good at self-awareness. I know when I'm starting to dive into work because I'm avoiding other things that are happening in my life. I know when I'm setting these unhealthy sort of goals for myself that don't really feel like they are going to fit for the type of life that I want to create for myself. I also want to mention to you as a creative, and one thing that gives me a lot of joy is writing and reading. And for years, years in my business, I was like, well, I got to read some personal development because this is going to help me grow my business. And I took my love for my love, love, love for fiction, no matter what genre, like it just, it could be historical fiction. It could be smut fiction. It could be all of these different types of fiction. And I basically compartmentalized and said, one day I will read again. It's not a good idea for me to read again. And this year I started reading again and it has made me a million times more creative. And I think to myself, wow, I missed out on so much because I thought that success was somebody who just reads personal development. Hmm. When success for me as a creative and as a writer is being inspired by the words of other authors. And so I really want to mention that part of it too. It's so interesting that you say that because I didn't read for like 10 years and anything because I was just so busy working and I made it a point over the last year and a half to really start reading again. And I'm totally reading for fun, for pleasure. For and it's been eye-opening and life-changing yeah. and I, and it, it, it gives me more to talk about it. Like there, there's just yeah. there's so many benefits to it and it's doing something for myself. So thank you for saying that. I so sure. appreciate you saying that, you know, you both talk about kind of like deflection and, Um, you know, being in the moment and, you know, how, you know, you guys, you use the strategy of like putting, you know, just plowing into work. And I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit about how do you focus on the moment? Like, how are you present with your kids when you're with your kids and with work when you're with your work? And I think that's a really big problem. And, and a lot of women just have a really hard time being in the moment and focusing on what it is they're doing because as you know, we have a thousand things going on in our brains at any given time. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I think your phone can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Yeah. I just think that what we don't realize is how much our phones can actually control 
our lives. And if we aren't careful, we can, we can really become a victim to like the dings and the bells and the whistles. And so one thing that I really learned to do is when I am with my family, I'm, I'm with my family. I don't need to capture every moment. I don't need to put it all on stories. I don't need to always be at the beck and call of somebody who might be interested in my services. What I learned was I can really set boundaries and I can actually create a work schedule that works for my life and really be present in the times that I don't want to be on. As somebody who's been in the social media field for over 10 years, I think one of the easiest ways to burn out is feeling like you always have to be on it because that isn't real life. I mean, like no matter what squares you look at, no matter how authentic you are on social media, it's social media and it isn't reality. So I think for me, it's really being aware of the phone time, the screen time and keeping the majority of my work on my computer instead of just answering things on my email or on my, on my phone, excuse me. And then even when I go to bed, my phone is nowhere near <laughs> like my, my bed. It Such is no, tip. it is yeah. not even in, I don't bring my laptop into my room. I don't bring my phone into my room because what's that saying to my husband too, you know? So I'm very good about saying like, it's done. Like this is not a 24 seven, like just business. It really is the hours I I commit to. And I also think that when you commit to that, the work hours, your followers, your, your audience, your clients, they respect them. They appreciate that you aren't answering messages at five 30 in the morning. They appreciate that you're not on at 9 PM, even though you might do some work in different hours When people feel like you're always on, they feel like they always have to be on too. So I kind of set that precedence that I don't have to be always on. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because when I started Bump Club, you know, I created this entity that moms could work and we had just an amazing, you know, work-life balance. Like you could work wherever you, you were and whatnot. And then when I sold it, you know, I had people who were emailing me at all hours and I email some, like I work at weird times sometimes because I like to be with my kids during the day. But, you know, it was like, I was working for this corporation and people wanted a response like that. And like, there were no boundaries. It was like on vacation. And it's like, that comes from the top down. Right. So like when you're your own CEO and you're a healthy CEO, it's up to you to set those boundaries, not just for yourself, but for your clients and for your customers and for your team. And, you know, so how is it that you guys, you know, help women to set up healthy boundaries for both work and personal, like, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, it comes number one, you have to empower. It's okay. If you set a healthy boundary, most business owners are afraid they're going to lose business. So it kind of addressed that fear first. Listen, if somebody can't wait for you to respond for five hours or six hours, because you're spending time with your family, they're not your ideal target client. They're not going to be somebody that you're going to have a good relationship with because they don't have the same respect for that too. So I always sort of plug that, like it's okay for you to say no or for you to, and also like even to put an out of office, right? It's okay to put an out of office where you say, I am taking a little vacation with my family. I will not be responding until this date, right? Also, we, as the person putting the out of office up or setting that boundary, then have to stick to it. So if I'm going to say I won't be answering emails, I can't then go back on that and answer because then I've just sent a mixed message as well. 
So I think that's really, really important when it, when it comes to that. And then when we help women set healthy boundaries too, it's like, it's okay for you to work. It's okay for you to have, this is my work time and this is my family time. And we created the Make She Happen Planner and the Make She Happen Time Blocker. And the time blocker is what I use. And I found early on in my business that it helped me to color code. This is when I work my business. This is when I'm spending quality time with my significant other. This is when I'm 100% with my kids. So I could actually visually see over the course of a week, I don't have to feel guilty about working because I can see all this blue time that's Mm -hmm. my family time. And so I was able to kind of put it to rest. Like, okay, this is my work. And this is my family time. And so it allowed me to also then when I was in the moment and I was working to say, I need to be really diligent about the hours that I do have to work my business, because when it's family time, I am going to actually leave my phone in the other room or I'm going to turn it off and put it in a drawer. I I love these tips. And I also, I, you know, one of the things, Katie, that you said early on is you talked about how you like plowed through your cancer treatments by focusing only on work and hustling. And there's this hustle culture, right? Like, I think to your point, um, to your point, Melanie, like we don't have, we like, if we can't see it and we don't block it out and we don't want to say no and heaven forbid, you know, I mean, I say no to clients all the time. Like Mm -hmm. if I don't, if I feel like it's going to be way more work than it's worth, or it's going to, you know, I don't need to hustle to get that piece of business or to get that bring that revenue in. Yeah. Yeah. But how do we like break this? How how do we, you know, I mean, it's like, how do we break this notion? Like these, the setting boundaries, I think is an amazing step. And I think that's, everyone needs to take note on that because Mm -hmm. that's so important, but what else can we do? What else can we do to stay true to ourselves? Yeah. Okay. So first, I think that it's so funny to listen back to this and and, and even hear what Melanie and I are saying, because we both saw each other through the thick of it. And so it's really important to note that we understand this now from the perspective of we have not always gotten it right. There have been arguments with our spouses. There have been moments for me personally, where I just broke down in the bathroom and really thought about like, can I keep doing this? Can I keep going at this pace? Can I keep acting like everything's fine? Or for Melanie, I know that for her, it was a lot of, I love working and it's really, really hard to shut it off. So we yeah. understand. I, I feel that because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. we, we understand. So the first thing is, as we give you sort of these tips and strategies that we've implemented, we come from a place of, I see you and I get it. I yeah. get what you are going through probably even a little bit more than you might understand in this very moment. So the first thing that I would suggest to you is number one, you want to map out your your day and your week and stay accountable to it. So one thing that we've created is this make she cap and time blocker. And it's super simple. It's just blocking out your days and really clarifying what are the business activities that are going to move the needle forward. So what are the actual action steps that are going to impact most the bottom line? And you want to carve out time in your day to do it. But the first thing you do before you schedule all of the work that you need to do and your responsibilities is actually schedule out your joy first. So for me personally, one thing I schedule in is when I'm going to be reading my smut fiction, like when am I going to be reading the books? That's untouchable time to even my family, you know, even like work. So what is your joy? 
and not your responsibility. It isn't necessarily taking the kids to, you know, practice or to t-ball or to hockey. It's really like scheduling out the things that give you joy. It might be a yoga class. It might be a coffee date with your best friend. It could be a phone call that you haven't had with somebody in your life that you really haven't talked to in a long time. Schedule out joy first. Then you go in and you schedule in your responsibilities. That's the the hockey practice, the the taking your your boys to the mall to, you know, look for Easter clothes, which was not something I highly recommend at all. <laughs> um, but it's though it's date night. It's those yeah. things that you know that you're responsible for that are part of who you who you are at the other hats that you wear. And then it is your work and your responsibilities that move the needle forward. And I noticed, mm-hmm. I think it was on the other podcast that we did when we, we were talking to you, Lindsay, you said that you do schedule out content one day a week. Usually it's on Sundays or if it's Mondays, you schedule those things out that are going to move the needle forward. And then you need somebody to keep you accountable. And for me, it was my husband. Like he mm-hmm. understood that I was working 40 to 60. I mean, it, it could have been anywhere. It was a wide range. I was picking up my phone. I was, I was a slave to those bells and whistles. So I, I was accountable to him. Like I was accountable, not just for my income goals that we were setting as a family, but I was accountable to also being a present mom and a present wife. And a book that really helped me that I read in really when I was in the thick of all of this was Shauna Nequist. It was present over perfect. And that book spoke to me and it just really was like a, Hey, you aren't going to do all the things all at once. Yeah. So I would say those two things are really what have, have helped me. And then I think when you show up for work, show up for work. Oh gosh. Well, we work at home so I could throw in a load of laundry. I mean, there's dishes in my sink right now. I've got some piles in the corner that need sorted. But when I show up to do work, it is like, I'm working. I don't care what the piles are or if I need to clean them because it's going to bother me, then I do that beforehand. But it's being very, very disciplined to say, if I'm going to block out these three to four hours to work, I'm going to have a to-do list. And I'm not just going to open up the computer and just go, what shall I do today? Really intentional. I have a goal that I'm working towards. And then the list underneath is what I'm going to do in that work time. So I don't waste time. I'm not sifting through friend text messages or group chats or what, you know, shop what Nordstrom's is has on sale right now. (laughs) Like I'm in it, I'm in it for work. And then one thing that always helped me too, was I would set a 30 minute calendar reminder. So if my kids get off the bus at, you know, 10 after four at like four 45 or at three 45, an alarm's going to go off. And it's like a 30 minute reminder, 20 minute reminder. Like that would be a, what do I absolutely need to wrap up before they walk through the door? If I want to be right there to now they're older, they come in and they don't want anything to do with me. But when they were little and they came through the door, like they needed me the minute that they walked in. So just little things like that about just using your work time really efficiently and saying what's a must do versus what's a fun project I can do later. You know, what do I have to have a hundred percent concentration versus what can I do in the evening? You know, when everybody's sort of running around doing their own thing in the house. These are such good actionable tips. Like, I mean, I like they're good reminders for me too, you know, and so I'm, and I'm so excited to share them before I answer, sorry, before I ask you my last question, which is a question I ask everyone, I would love for you to kind of share a little bit more about where people can find you, what you can do to help people um, and how people can work with you. 
Good. All right. Well, you can find us everywhere. We are on we are on Instagram at Chic Influencer. Yeah. You can find us on the Make Chic Happen podcast. We also have our own podcast as well that serves business and marketing and mindset advice every mm-hmm. single Thursday. A new episode drops. We've got a website, chicinfluencer.com, and we're also on Facebook as well. You can find Katie Ursa, Katie underscore Ursa, and me at um, it's just at Melanie Mitro. So we're out there. We're on YouTube too. If you ever want to see our faces, you can actually watch our podcast episodes on YouTube also. And we do like right on our website, we offer lots of ways for you to get connected, to learn with us uh, through our courses and our community and our mentorships that we offer. Katie and Melanie have a ton of services that they offer. It's literally like if you want it, they have it yeah. and they have a level you? for you to be involved. It's, uh, it's yeah. really a great, it's a great, you have a lot of options that are really meet so many needs. So Thanks. we will link everything in the show notes for sure. But before I let you go, yeah. I'm going to ask you to share, which is, I ask everyone to share this three actionable tips that someone who's listening can take if they want to start a business or if they are just getting started, like what are three things that you would tell them to do? Um, is it three total or you want three from both of us? Whatever you guys want. Okay. Number one, um, get clear about the things that you actually love. So if the work that you're doing is not giving you joy, get clear about what aspect isn't actually bringing you joy and remove Mm -hmm. it. So, and actually start focusing on what does number two, get curious. If you are sitting here going, I kind of have an idea or I, you know, I, I really don't know if this business is for me and I want to move into something else, get curious and chase it, just chase it down, you know, and just really focus on like, what is, the next thing for me and just take one step. And the third thing is, um, take care of yourself, take care of yourself, you know, make the appointment, uh, eat the vegetable, drink the water, really ask yourself if the foods that you eat or the drinks that you consume are, are serving you well, or if it's something that maybe you're a slave to and that you maybe need to get rid of. And so really focusing on your health because health is a responsibility. Health is absolutely a responsibility and you have the time to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll give you my three then that sure. sounds good. So I think my first one is if you have an idea, take action. Mm. Um, imperfect action is so better than perfect inaction. And you're never going to have it all figured out. You're never going to have all the steps, you know, you're going to make mistakes, even if you have a really well thought out business plan. So just start, send the email, make the connection, make the social media post go. I think that's definitely number one. Uh, Number two is expect it to take you longer than you thought it was going to take you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you think you're going to have your first customer on day one, expect it to take you a week, right? So just, I always learn that it just takes me longer to make an idea come to fruition than it, than I thought. And then um, nothing's ever easy. That's really the third. Expect it to be hard. Expect it to be challenging. Even if it is something you're passionate about doing that you want to create a business, just know it's going to have challenges, right? And be ready for it. But the best part about it is just remember the process of getting to the goal that you want to accomplish or the business you want to build, like fall in love with figuring it out. And if you can take what Katie's tips are and mine together, that sort of is the 
perfect just recipe for building a, a business that brings you joy and where you feel fulfilled and where you can kind of take a step back and say, wow, I feel really good doing it too. And I think that's that's it. Yeah. Melanie Mitro and Katie Ersta, founders of Chic Influencer. Thank you so much for your time, Thank for your you. wisdom, for your knowledge. I think there are so many amazing takeaways from this episode. I'm so excited to share them. And I'm so excited to continue this conversation and that we found each other because I know that this is not the end. This is only yeah, the beginning. So absolutely. thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, thank you. How awesome was today's conversation? Melanie and Katie had so many incredible pieces of advice. And honestly, so many of them are just like, duh, moments, right? I mean, of course, but we all need to be reminded of those things in order to make sure that we are productive and also avoiding the burnout. So like I said, amazing takeaways, get out your pen and paper. You're going to want to write these down. Number one, get curious about things and what they feel and look like. If something doesn't work or if it doesn't feel right, make a change. Curiosity makes us better and clear about who and how we serve people. Number two, surround yourself with other business owners who are working towards similar goals, especially if you're a solopreneur. Number three, signs of burnout include your inability to be creative, you're getting physically sick, you're restless. When you are constantly uneasy, something is wrong. You have to stop and pay attention. Number four, you don't need to be at the beck and call of people who want your service. You can create a schedule that works for your life. You don't have to always be on. Set boundaries for yourself. Being on 24-7 is not real life. Number five, keep a majority of your work on your computer, not your phone. Also, don't bring your phone or your computer into your bedroom. Again, set boundaries. Set the precedent that you are not always on. When you set boundaries, clients respect them. Number six, it's okay to set healthy boundaries. If someone can't wait for you to respond because you're spending time with your family, then likely they're not the ideal client for you. Number seven, if you set a boundary, you have to stick to the boundary. If you go back on the boundary, you set mixed message, you send mixed messages to your clients. Number eight, it's hard to shut off work when you love what you're doing, but you want to map out your day, your week, and you want to stay accountable to it. Black out your days and clarify the business activities that are going to move the needle forward. What is going to impact your bottom line the most? Number nine, before you schedule your work stuff, Schedule out your joy, not your responsibility, but the things that fill you up and make you happy. Then go in and schedule your responsibilities. Then you schedule your work and responsibilities that move the needle of your business forward. Number 10, find someone to hold you accountable to the calendar that you set up for yourself. Number 11, when you show up for work, show up for work. But when you show up to do work, you are working. Don't think about the distractions, especially if you're at home. Be disciplined to your schedule. Number 12, set a 30-minute calendar reminder to remind you that you have to wrap things up when it's time to either get your kids or move on to the next task. Number 13, use your work time really efficiently. What must get done versus what can I do later and isn't as important? Number 14, nothing is ever easy. Expect it to be hard. Expect it to be challenging. Fall in love with figuring it out. So thank you so much, Katie and Melanie, for being here on Dear Founder. And thank you to everyone who joined us for today's episode. We have some amazing guests coming up. Please make sure you subscribe the show to the show on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you know someone who owns a business or who wants to start a business, please make sure to send them this episode. 
post it on your Instagram stories, or even just text it to them. You can also tag me. I'll make sure to reshare some of those to say thank you. As always, stay tuned for another episode of Dear Found Her coming your way every Tuesday and Thursday.